All right, duck. What are you doing? Hey, old shug. Where are you going? Who's that lad? Who's that lad? Voice notes, lad. Voice notes, lad. It's Liam. So, holy shit, we've got a big one. This week's guest, we've got former ABA amateur boxing champion, a former English welterweight champion. He's fought at some of the most iconic venues in the UK. York Hall, Wembley Arena, the OT Arena, just to name a few. Since leaving glove boxing, he's since crossed over to bare knuckle boxing and so far it's been pretty much domination. 3-0 in the UK's promotion BKB and all the while winning the bare knuckle featherweight world title. Not a big deal. And now he's with the bare knuckle's biggest promotion, BKFC, in America. Tyler Goodjohn, El Tornado, the captain of the Fen Army. Thanks for joining us on the Voice Notes podcast. How you doing, mate? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, no, it's um, I know you're a busy man, obviously. After coming just recently coming back from America, like, how's it? How's it been since coming home and? How's how, how have you been anyway? Um, it's been it's been a bit of a not gonna lie. First couple of weeks I sort of come back from America, I was I sort of hit a bit of a low really. Obviously, the whole thing went on BKC. We had a, a disagreement and all that kind of stuff. So it sort of looked a bit like the whole America thing was perhaps gonna be on ice for a little while. But um, mm. and to be honest, I'm just one of them people. I need a goal. I need a challenge and. Like you know, like most people stuck in lockdown in England and that, it was you know it was difficult because obviously I've been out in America. America's pretty much open, do you know what yeah. I mean? So I literally gone from doing pretty much what I wanted to coming back in the lockdown. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of a change really. A bit of a culture shock. Just explain because you went over to America, um, like in the intro, um, we mentioned that you know glove boxing to BKF uh, bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. You, know, you mentioned you had a bit of trouble beforehand. Do you mind talking about that? I know you've spoke about it previously, um, but you had a, you had your first fight out there against um, uh, Felony. Yeah. And you won. Congratulations on the win, by the way. Um, Thank you. And yeah, so it, it was a bit of drama behind that. What sort of went on, and you know, it's, it's now settled, isn't it? But it went at first. It was a bit, a bit cagey. Yeah, it was just like, you know, obviously. It's one of the things I've spoke to loads of people within the company and everything else, and, and everyone was sort of like it was a mistake, it was communication problems, whatever. I mean, I was I was the first Englishman to cross, cross over and fight, so, you know, I sort of have to take what they're saying and be like, right, okay, if it's communication problems, let's make sure that this doesn't happen again, mm. obviously. So, yeah, just moving forward now. I mean, you know, BKFC... I, I always said, even when I was doing interviews where I was sort of talking about leaving, I was like, this is going to be the biggest sport in the world. BKFC shows are, are incredible, do you know what I mean? And they're great. So, um, obviously, I want to be part of it. Um, so, yeah, we just got, we resolved our things and it looks like I'm going to be fine in May now. So, mm. yeah, I'm moving forward. No, that's good, man. No, congrats. Because I'm, I'm glad, like, from a, like, because we're, we're from the same area, we're from the Fens, and, you know, I've always, since, like, you've turned pro, I've always followed your career, like, I remember, like, the Ricky Boylan fight, like, the Tyrone yeah. Nurse fight, and, I've, you know, there's always, 
and since going over to BKB, like I never watched bare knuckle boxing before, and it's proper. It's 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 very very exciting. As a, as a, I'm a fight yeah. fan in general, but it's just very very exciting. And yeah. you know, watching BKFC, would you say it's like the UFC of like the bare knuckle world? And and you, I, I generally I generally think that if this sport two years, it's, it's going to take over. Like you say, I, I mean, I went to my first BKFC show just to watch in Miami in November and I was I was hooked. I was just I spoke to the promoter after so I was just like this show's different. It was electric. Like to be fair to the Americans they know how to put a show on, you know what I mean? Like, compared to the, compared to back home, the shows were totally different. The production, everything. The mm. Americans definitely know how to chuck a chuck that, a show, do you know? That's what I was gonna say as well. What how do they shape up to you know, you've been involved in a lot of shows. Like, you know, you've been on the undercard for Anthony Joshua. You've been on Matchroom undercards. So you know, you've been you've been to the show. You you know what you know what it's like. How would yeah. you say? How yeah, like compare the two, like in, in terms of just everything that from top start to finish. You know what? I, I've said to people, like I say, I've been very lucky. I boxed on Anthony Joshua's undercard of two support. Kevin Mitchell's undercard, you know what I mean? I've fought on some, some really big shows, but the show in Miami that I just went to go watch was probably the best show I've ever seen. It was mm. just electric. I can't I can't explain the atmosphere or anything. And it was only limited capacity as well, because obviously it's whole COVID. So yeah. I'm telling you now, it's gonna be electric when um when, when they can start opening like proper venues, stadiums and stuff like that, this BKFC is gonna be electric. Mm. I suppose like it's because one of my questions was like breaking America. And I suppose it's fair to say you've you've obviously you've only just scratched the surface, haven't you? And you know you're you're just an ent- you're an entertaining guy to watch, yeah. like to to follow as well, because you don't. It's fair to say you don't really have a filter. You no. you don't <laughs> give a, you don't give a fuck what you're saying, yeah. who you're saying it to. You're gonna you're gonna tell them anyway. And I remember watching it. Um, you're even. Your interview with is it David Feldman, the BKFC, yeah. when you were kind of sorting out the dispute of overpay. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh yes, sir, no, sir. It was like, fucking give me my money, and like you were just kind of, it was, you know. Do you know, what, like you know, like whether whether you know, I, I, obviously, like I respect people, I respect the promotion, everything else. But the first thing I done when I, I run David, whether he likes it or not, I went, David, you need me, and mm. he turned around and went. Uh, look, I want you, I don't need anyone, and I was like, you need me. Yeah. There's no one else in this sport like me. I talk so much shit, but I back it up. Like, no. whether you fucking hate me, or you love me, you're going to be watching. So, And there's no one else in BKFC like that. I'm, a, I'm another, you know, every every once in a while, there, there's a guy who comes along, you know, Conor McGregor, whatever, like, you know, talks shit, backs it up. Um, like I say, He's like Marmite. People love him or they fucking hate him. But mm. they're, still, they're still paying to watch him. Mm. Do you reckon that's uh, something to do with... Because I remember a famous quote about you, like, Tyler Goodjohn, win or lose, win, lose or draw, he's always up for a scrap. And, like, yeah. that has something to do with your just demeanour as well, I'd say. Like, just the... Yeah. Cup, like, fucking bring it on, you know. It's, you, so you definitely, know. like, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm not sh- this shrinking violet. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> if I say if I say something to you, you better believe that I mean it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I got in the ring in Miami, uh, Luis Palomino just won his world title. 
to all the Cuban community in Miami. He was talking about how long he's trained for it. I've ripped the mic off him and I've just gone, look, now you can fight the real man. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I've been, I've been in this game 20 years and if you don't make noise, you won't get heard. And, and that's what I'm about. I go, I, I go over to America and to be fair to myself, I tear shit up. Yeah, like if that. If anyone who hasn't seen that video, that's an absolute electric video because yeah, like Conor you, McGregor and all people like that were like in it, it was fucking yeah, you know, it went off. So you know, whether, like I say, whether you like me or not, you're gonna be entertained. You ca- yeah, because you came, you seem to kind of come out from nowhere in that video. Like it's just sort of because you just knocked him out. You know, it's his, yeah. he's doing his victory lap, and then it's there's you just piping up, and it's yeah. not just piping you you. You're standing toe to toe, and it's sort of it's a big melee in the yeah. ring, and you know, it's, yeah, it's like when if people had their doubts, they didn't have the doubts after that. Like it's, I went over there on my ones, do you know what I mean? I went over yeah. there on my own, no trainer, no nothing. I was in Miami on my own, the only English person in the in in the building. No one was my friends. No one was to look out for me. And I just went, look, I want to jump in the ring to be KFC, and they've just gone, bro, go ahead, do it. How but, how much? How, how much? Because it's fair to say that you thrived. You thrived off that, like you know, me against the world. Like you took real pride yeah, in it. Like you're the only Englishman there, and you know, and fair play to you. Like it's, it's it is a big deal. Like going to America, and you like everyone in any industry. If you crack America, you've you've cracked the world. And yeah. you know that is. Do you, do you take like great deal of pride in like how you dealt, how you carried yourself, and you, yeah, definitely. Like even. Like, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say that the felony fight was my best performance by any means, right? But I had people, like, you know, let's have it right. I won the fight, no doubt about it. I won easy. Like, I put him over and everything else. Um, And I had people criticising, going, oh, saying this and that. And I went, do you know what? I said, let me tell you this. Lewis Palomino, Jim Ayler's, all them, all them guys who think they're tough men, do you think they would... 10 weeks, 8 weeks before, go quarantine in Dubai for 14 days on their own, mm. then train themselves for a fight on their own in a different country, get COVID two weeks out, manage to just get over COVID, and then go fight, and then still win easy. Would you think any of them guys would do it? And, I, and, and that's all that I've got to say to these people. They, they would not do this in a million years, so... How how hard was it? Because you've never is, is it is it fair to say you never kind of were in that situation before? Like this, I mean, what I mean by not having a trainer, not go, like literally doing it all on your own. Because before, like even from like the amateur days, like Haddon Boxing Club, and then when you were to, was it Tony Sims Gym? Like you've always had like you've always had like great stable mates, like great people behind you. Um, and that's always been well, it's a fighter's bread and butter, really, isn't it? But you, you're best to tell that. But how weird was that? I'm a I'm a professional athlete. You don't and professional athletes don't you know aren't trained aren't don't train themselves. Do you know what I mean? So um, all the you know like I say all these other professional athletes within BKFC they're in top gyms like the American Top Team gym and and all these world class gyms. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're with world class trainers. With world class teams, world class cut men, with world class everything else, and I went over there on my ones against a guy, Fenley Bennett, who is an absolute legend in America. He's had seventy five pro MMA fights. 
I put him on his ass in the first round and then he just swallowed it and didn't want to know and just got on his bike and tried to survive for five rounds and then everyone's criticising me saying it was a boring fight. Well, sort your boy out, tell him to come fucking fight instead of running away then, you cunt. You know yeah. what I mean? How, how, but yeah, but how was that? Like, was it, was there a point when you thought, because obviously it's fairly exciting, like you're going over there, it's like, like you feel like oh, fuck, I'm, I'm fucking doing this, I'm, I'm going for it. And then was there a point where you're like, yeah. oh shit, like, I haven't got like, but how confident were you in your own abilities? Like, I was, I thought, this is the God's honest truth. Even when I had COVID, it never even went into my head for I weren't going to fight, I weren't going to win. I, could, I did train for eight days when I had COVID. Mm. Um, like I say, I got over it on the, I got a negative test on the Saturday and I was fighting on the Friday. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it never went, it was never in my head once that I wouldn't fight, I wouldn't win. Because you, like, I, su- I, I suppose, sorry, like, because, that year, like that, was like the culmination of like a, a quite a tough year for yourself. Like you'd gone through a few personal things. I'm not sure how far you want to get into it. Like you, you know, you'd broken your jaw. You, yeah. you know, you'd you'd left BKB, yeah. and you know, you've always spoken about you know mental, you, you know, your mental health, and you know, I think that's you know good on you for yeah, speaking yeah. up about that. I think you you sort of cover, you know, you cover all topics on social media. It's fair to say, but you know, you've always you've never neglected yeah. your mental health. Um, and you've never neglected nah. telling people, you know, what you've been through, and that, in a way, like yeah, yeah. that, that fight, that was always gonna. That's not surprising when, if you followed you, if you, if if you followed you on social media, it's not surprised that you were you were hell bent on getting that fight because or fighting against Femini because because of the shit you've been through. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, obviously, when I broke my jaw. Um, I was back training the next week. Uh, after a week, I broke my jaw, got it all white, um, plates, got screws, everything else, and I was back training because that was my dream to go out and fight in America, and mm. I wasn't going to let some idiot um, who, who wanted to sucker punch me and break my jaw ruin that. And it just, it was just fuel the fire. To be honest, I was just like, Do you know what, I'm going to prove all these people wrong, and I'm going to go out there no matter what and, and fight. And, Let's have it right here. Yeah. I broke my jaw in two places, had six teeth removed, and, and then three, four months later, I'm in, I'm in a bare-knuckle professional fight competing. Once again, all these Lewis Palomino, Jim Allers, they ain't got shit on me. Mm. They've got nothing. No, man, yeah. yeah. They don't tough. They don't know tough. That Palomino, I'll fucking stick it on him. Like, he don't know tough. He seriously don't. All these American guys, they don't fucking know. No, I'm, I'm I'm smiling because I'm excited for that. For that that fight's going to be yeah. the build up to that. Like the, even and, uh, yeah, and uh, I've already I've already told Feldman. I've gone look, Feldman. Like I want this fight in Miami. I want to be fucking hated, and I'll walk in that ring with my chin high, my uh, and I'll put on a performance. I know I will. But when my back's against the ropes, mate, that's when I fight mm. my best. You know what I mean? When the pressure's on, everyone hates me. Everyone's banging for my blood. That's when you will see me at my best, and I will fucking stick it on that Palomino. Do you, do you think that's um like because people look because you are like because I I say this to people who like who aren't really fight fans and they said oh Tyler Goodjohn um uh, ex professional boxer and obviously BKB now like you know yeah. is is you know is social media is it a bit of facade like he goes yeah you can think what you think about him on social media but he's a fucking bad man like if you if you kind of 
he's gonna fuck you up. Like you know, it's there's no doubt about it. And I'm not just, I, like, I'm not mate, just to I'm, pump I'm your own tires, but yeah, I'm the nicest, most respectful guy in the world. But when it comes to to fighting, like I know there's a lot of people who probably think that I don't take it serious because I smoke a bit of weed or whatever. But I tell you what, like even today, I said to my trainer today, we we like I'm you know 10, 11 weeks out from a fight, and I'm putting in like tra- training sessions that other people just aren't doing. Do you know what I mean? I said to my trainer, nobody trains like me. Do you know what I mean? And like I say getting COVID two weeks out from the fight last time only proves just how fit I was, to be fair. Mm. Like, to be able to get over COVID and still be out of fight, I must have been fairly fit. And like I say, I was only training on my own, so mm. it wasn't ideal. So you, you're going to see, you're going to see a different animal next mm. time I fight, that's for sure. The best Tyler Goodjohn in... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, in like the Sean George Tyler Goodjohn. That was mm. like the best camp I've ever had. I, I, was, a, I was a beast when I got in that ring. Um, and and none of these American guys are going to cope with that. That that almost leads me on to um, the next part of like all my you know, sort of question or what we want to bring up. Like you talk about your engine and you just your training methods and like you're just the pure. You know you've got the the L Warriors training camp. Um, that was highlighted in the documentary on Pulps. Like great documentary as well, by the way. That is really like Thank you, yeah. that was that was because that because that kind of I think. If you watch Tyler Goodjohn on social media, I think you, yeah. whatever opinion what we spoke of completely changed when you watch Tyler Goodjohn on that documentary. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> because like you're, you can see like the one track mind, and this is it's. You see Tyler Goodjohn, you know, you know the guy, the, the friend, the son, and all that stuff. You see, you see all elements, and you can tell yeah. in that documentary you're really like just one track mind. You're, it's just it's. You're in the zone. I, I am, I am like, like you know, again with all the America thing, people saying that I didn't train and all that. I, I trained to my best ability with within being on myself by on my one. Do you know what I mean? It's um, you know, I always train hard. Whether you put me in a cupboard, I'm still gonna train probably harder than anyone else will. Do you know what I mean? It's just that's how I am. So, not for one minute would I ever get or go into a fight not putting the work in but obviously as a professional athlete i also know that the i know the work that needs to be put in and that was in the documentary going and doing my crossfit five days a week being on my trainer boxing trainer three days a week sparring you know that's all the all the ingredients that make a fighter what he is and performs best on the day you know what has been like talk talk us through the could you have imagined the like, the well, it's 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 gay, it's it's getting really good feedback and like, I reckon. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot of fans from it as well. Uh, and to right, like, what has been the reaction from that? Because it's not just you in there. There's with the, the, with the documentary. Yeah, yeah. So because it's not just it's not just yeah. you in there. It's it's your family. It's your mum. It's your dad. It's your girlfriend at yeah. the time. And you know, it's it's it's, it's your whole yeah. life encompassing. So what's been the the main sort of thing that's have you been taken aback by the support from it and like the real every because everyone's yeah like I've the, like the messages like I, I I don't think I've even got like a message that's just gone like yeah no it's good it's been like it, it's amazing people from Australia obviously America Mexico South Africa messaging me you know it's gone obviously all over the world um, everyone loves my mum they, they they think that she's a sweetheart which she is. 
Yeah, yeah, um, man. Yeah, she was, she was great. Not actually feedback about my ex-girlfriend, but I'm not gonna let that bother me too much. Yeah, I, I, what I took away <laughs> from that was because it seemed because that was that the first fight that you had been together. Like that was the first sort of build-up yeah. she'd been around you yeah. for. So it's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like when, when it was. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, if if everyone knows what she done and everything else, she's a job and all that. I mean, we were a bit like a bad Disney couple. Do you know what I mean? It was in in like um, like social media. We were great. We looked fantastic. Do you know what I mean? But in reality, um, we were both very big char- uh, characters, and it um, yeah, we clashed a lot. Because mm. you've seen. Because I've seen like videos of I've never been around it as such like and you'll testify to this but like you know the um like UFC embeddeds like those when they lead the fight like the fight week and you see I remember seeing Michael Bisping yeah. like in the lead up to the weigh in like he's cutting weight and he's in a he's in a he's yeah. in a mood like you don't want to get in his way whatsoever and you know that kind of reminded me of that like you're sort of kind of you're not meaning to but you're being quite short with her. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, seem it just, it's. I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna sit here and say that a fighter is an easy person to be around when they train, because they're not. And mm. I, you know, like I say, I'm short tempered, making weight and tired and everything else. Like, um, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it didn't help with me and her being such big characters. I think for for to be with a fighter, you've got to be very understanding. Yeah. Um, very understanding. I mean, and, and very patient as well, let's face it. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, it sort of, there's a few, there's a few little clips on there. Um, yeah, and I just thought back to it. It was like, yeah. I'm glad that film more of that kind of stuff, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if you, if you haven't, for anyone listening, if you haven't checked out the documentary, um, it's called, it's unbroken on pulp, isn't it? Like, check it out. It's, it's brilliant. It really is like, if you're a fight fan, especially, even if you're not a fight fan, it just kind of gives you a look into yeah. that world. And even because I've watched it a couple of times and I watched it in preparation for this, just to recap the fight against Sean George itself. It felt like, I remember just thinking like, fucking hell, like, I was like, I was kind of on the edge of it. I knew what was going to happen because I've, I've seen it, but I was like, fucking hell, this is, this bare knuckle stuff is, it's not a joke. It's just, it, it really is like, cause it's the real, the real deal. It's, um, it, I, mate, I honestly, I don't even watch club boxing anymore. And you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm from a boxing background. I've been boxing twenty years, and I, I don't watch club boxing anymore. I just mm. don't do it. I just since doing bare knuckle, I'm just, I, we, we, it's just an elite, uh, elite group of mad motherfuckers, mm. tough motherfuckers. Do you know what I mean? And and boxing, like especially with the way the shape that boxing is at the minute, pro boxing with fucking mugs like Logan Paul and all that fighting, <laughs> it just oh, I can see so many people um, switching to to bare knuckle because let's face it, like the casual boxing fan just wants to see blood, guts, and people getting knocked out, and you're pretty much guaranteed that yeah. with bare knuckle. Bare knuckle, that's why UFC's taken over um, from boxing as well because because yeah. you've got better characters. It's just a real it, 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 I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. It just it is better at the moment. It's just boxing's going. In my opinion, boxing's going through a really bad period at the minute. Really, a really bad period. I don't care what anyone says. Um, 
you know, all, all the sort of grassroots boxing level, pro boxers and all that, they'll tell you exactly the same, do you know what I mean, boxing, because let's face it, with the hard, hard working pro boxers, who have had, you know, I had 70 amateur fights, I won the ABAs, I've done all that before I turned professional, so when I turned professional, I was, you know, it was a bit of an honour to call myself a professional boxer, whereas now, we've got every geezer and their dog turning pro, you've got Logan Paul, Fucking Jake Paul, fucking KSI, and all them fucking idiots. What are you, what are you... Calling out people like fucking Canelo Alvarez and all that, and just yeah. like, mate, like, but the trouble is, boxing fans now are just, well, them kind of boxing fans are just, it's just social media, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. anyone causes a bit of controversy, it sells, doesn't it? And what? yeah, it's a shit shape boxing. What do you think of Jake Paul and what, like, because I know you've you've always had your opinion on, because I know following you on uh, Facebook over the years and that you've always, because, you know, like you're a student of the get, you're a student of the sport, like, you know, you know what you're talking about. And even I remember your comments on uh, white collar boxing was fairly like, you know, you, you weren't oh. really, you weren't really a fan of it. Um, what is, yeah, what is your opinion of, of Jake Paul and what he's doing, like, Right now, you know what, like with white collar boxing, I, I don't, I even white collar boxing, I don't have, I don't have an issue with it. It's, it's great, it, you know, it gets people training, gets people active, gets people, gets people to have a goal, something they're trying towards. It, it's great, but it, what my problem is is when people start calling it semi-professional and mm. and stuff like that. So you've got a white collar level boxer who's taught by a guy who's never boxed in his life. Mm. Um, saying that he's better than Olympic amateur. Do you know what I mean? So by you saying you're semi-professional, you're saying that you're more experienced, you're you're better basically than than an Olympic level fighter. Who Olympic level fighter is better than most professional boxers. Mm. It seem- you know what I mean, like people like that Vasil Lemonchenko's had like three amateur fights and lost one. Do you know what I mean? So by saying you're semi-professional, you're saying that you're more achieved than than an amateur who fought in the Olympics, and yeah. that's what gets me. That's what fucking boiled my up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know, I, yeah, but, um, I, I the Logan Paul thing again. Yeah. I was just gonna say with the Logan Paul thing, like again, I don't I don't have an issue at all with you calling it white collar boxing and it being on TV. You earning millions of pounds out of it, but don't take the piss out of the sport by calling it professional boxing because that's a liberty. Do you think boxers then like with with just yeah, like what you've just said. Do you think, because you must get pissed off that people sort of overlook professional boxers like yourself, and because when you when you hear, I remember because when you hear boxers like speaking on the t- TV, like they're always, and when you say like when they say, "Oh, who can win this fight?" I remember Darren Barker always says like, you know, it's all, I'm always fighting a man. I've, he's got two arms. I've got he's got two arms like me. I've got you know, it's always there's always a chance like. And I think, do you think boxers are disrespected in that regard when anyone thinks, when like, say Jake Paul can just come in and take over like it, really? Yeah. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no such thing as a lucky punch in boxing. Do you know mm. what I mean? So, you know, you, you're taught to throw punches. So if that punch lands, you've been taught it. It's not a lucky punch. Do you know what I mean? So for people to just come in like Logan Paul and be like, you know, I know he banged out some basketball player or something in his last fight, but that's not a professional boxer. That's mm. a 
basketball player masquerading as a professional boxer. Yeah. Um, so for him to then start calling out people like Alvarez and all stuff like that is absolutely taking the piss. But it's getting headlines. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the worst bit about it. People are people are actually um, acknowledging it and answering back and all that. And you're like, don't even acknowledge it. Let that quote. Death. Say that again, sorry, Tyler. We lost you for sorry, a second. Someone's trying to ring me. We got you? Yeah. It's something I say. Sorry, it's just trying to ring But yeah, just um, <laughs> let quotes like that die death. You know what I mean? Like mm. calling that Alvarez because it should just fall on deaf ears, mate, because that's a ridiculous yeah, comment. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's. Um, it's yeah, boxing's a bit like yeah, like you're you're in a better position than any like than me definitely as a, a different kind of boxing fan. But it's it's it doesn't feel yes. like it's in a good place, especially British boxing. I remember a few years ah. ago, um, there was like eleven world champions in Britain. It was like a really great think, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Like you had you had fighters who weren't scared to fight anyone either. Do you know what I mean? Like back in what I would call, even just sort of like five, six, seven, eight years ago, like people like Kevin Mitchell, Ricky Burns, all them, like, mate, they'd, they'd fight anyone, do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and they weren't there, whereas now, it's more it's more about who you don't fight than who you do fight boxing now. Mm. Uh, um, you'll, you'll get guided to the top. If, if you're a big ticket seller, you're a big draw, um, you'll get guided to the top. Do you know what I mean? You're, with all these fucking stupid belts on the line, like the IBO, IBA, WBC, WBA, WBO, WBA super champion, fucking, I don't know, fucking space champion or whatever, <laughs> like all these mad, mad titles, you've got to win, like if you're guided right by these top promoters, you're going to win a world title, you're going to then cash out getting your ass handed to you against someone like Canelo Alvarez or whatever, because like, like the other day, like that Yildrum who fought Canelo, yeah. to be fair, Canelo, he, he is deserving of an easy fight, mm. but how is that geezer even getting in a ring with Alvarez? Do you know what I mean? He um, just. I remember but... Yildrum from the Eubank fight in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. Battered, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he got, yeah, he, and he, Eubank yeah, battered him so in, in Turkey. But, um, but again, it's, you know, it's, it's a money thing, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, I said to my mate the other day, it would be interesting where, where's, where's, where's the Canelo fight going to be against Billy Joe? Do you know, is it going to be in Miami or Dallas or? I would say it's probably going to be Vegas or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be somewhere big. But then saying that, it might not be. I, don't, I still don't think they'll be able to have a crowd then. Because what is it, May second? You're on May eighth or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's not it's not too far yeah. around the corner. But that's going to be a really good fight. That's going to be a great great fight to watch. I fear. Honest, I, I just don't see anyone beating Alvarez. I mm. love Alvarez. He's one person that I do watch now. I, I mate, I just got his, I've got his highlights on all the time. I often just sat there smoking a joint, just watching it. I love him, man. Mm. Alvarez is sick. Oh, man, just man. like his head movement, it's just unreal. Mm. It's like um, talking about kind of crossover from boxing to BKB. Like you had a, a you know impressive pro uh, pro gloved um, career. You know, won the you won, you won the English title, uh, welterweight title. You know, was it thirteen and five? You know, you fought some some good fighters. I fought. You know, I, I have no regrets in my career. 
The only thing, and it's not a regret, the only thing is I would have liked to have moved up from 10 stone earlier. I, I, I suppose probably is a regret, really. I wish after um, after I won the English title, I moved up to world weight. I was really, really struggling. The Ricky Borland fight, I had to lose like half a stone on the morning the way in mm. and stuff like that. And, you know, somehow, somehow I got the win still. And then... Um, uh, got offered for the WBC and the national at 10 stone. I thought, you know what, I can make it one more, one more time, I'll make it. Mm. And there's only so many times you can go to the world, do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I just boxed like a fucking walking punch bag in that fight because I was just so fucked at the weight. Mm. Um, so, we, I, I, you know, there's, I wish I'd, I'd moved up, but, you know, like I say, it's, every, everything happens for a reason. Even with me getting banned from boxing, mm. as then pushed the bare knuckle do you know what I mean if I hadn't have been banned from boxing I probably wouldn't have gone down the bare knuckle route so mm. I'm, I'm definitely a believer things happen for a reason you know definitely and like you've your career has gone up and up and up since then like you've had a like there was that the, the Navarro fight and the first bare knuckle fight no that was it was um what was the that was the second bare knuckle fight wasn't it yeah Laffey the first one was, that was just an absolute that was that guy is barnstorming maniac. Yeah, and then um, the yeah. Navarro fight was where is that? Is it true? Is it fair to say that's where you really got the attention? Like it was the bare knuckle artist. Yeah, that's turned Navarro into a highlight reel and made him social media famous. Yeah, no, you, you really did. Yeah, <laughs> and you did yourself like all sorts of favors. Then that's yeah. Is that when you're? Because obviously you, you're used to like the limelight anyway. But is that when it? That that's when it really ramped up. Is it? Was there a point where yeah, you I thought, like, fucking hell, like, this is mad? People hadn't seen this in Bare Knuckle, do you know what I mean? Bare Knuckle was two tough men standing there, knocking lumps out of each other. They hadn't seen someone there with their hands down, making slipping, missing, countering, laying on the ropes, countering, rolling out. They hadn't seen that. I was doing stuff in Bare Knuckle that you only see with gloves on. Mm. So I'm very different. No one's doing what I do mm. in Bare Knuckle. No one. No one's got the skill set that I've got. No one's got the confidence I've got to pull it off. Um, you know, and that all comes from having a tough professional boxing career. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a tough guy. I know I am. I've been in some, I've fought some really good people. I've been in some situations where I could have quit and I didn't quit. I, I know what I'm made of. So, mm. bare knuckle, you know, walking into a bare knuckle fight, I don't even get nervous anymore because I know when the chips are down. I'm gonna be that man, last man standing. So that's when that's when you perform the best, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it was the um, the Sean George fight, the world title, and then obviously going on to BKF, BKFC. How important is? Because you never say you always you you mention two or three names like Jim Allers, Lewis Palomino, and even um, Art and Loboff. You never you never you always just say I want the biggest fights. I, I don't care who it is as long as it's the biggest fights. How important yeah. like now? is legacy to you like what where like do you see yourself in bare knuckle for the rest of your career or do you would you cross over to you know any other disciplines in mma or um yeah like i just see myself in bare knuckle now i found the sport that i like i enjoy it, and it, it look it puts fire in my belly do you know what i mean like that that motivation to go and achieve something else can't go over to america now like i say that palomino fight just excites me more than anything the, just the thought of just the booze and the screams and, and spat on, walk out. Do you know what I mean? I love all that shit because like, I just thrive on that. I love all, all that shit. I've had it loads in my boxing career. You know, you hate me. I, I love it. It's, that's when it's going to bring 
bring the best out of me. Did you go for the bad guys in the films then, when you were a kid? Yeah? Yeah. You're the, you're the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just, do you know what, it wasn't even so much the bad guys, it was just the, the interesting guys, the guys that risked a lot, do you know what I mean? The guys that took the risks. I want to be that guy when I'm like 50, I sat on a Sunday, I was on holiday, and I get chatting to the geezer next to me, and he's like, oh, what have you done? And I just go, right. This How is long you got? <laughs> How long you got? Yeah. You know, I, I, without blowing my own trumpet, like when you go to people, I'm well, I've been world bare knuckle champion, and then I fought in America bare knuckle and stuff like that. Like it's cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It is cool. Like, That's... and I get ha- so much hate, but I know that they hate they hate me because they're jealous of me. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because they they wish they had the bollocks to be able to do what they what I do, but they mm. but they haven't. I was gonna say your your relationship with your haters is quite funny as well because you you it seems like you actively seek them out like you they'll they'll give you a load of hate like some a load yeah. of people just ignore them you'll just be like you'll find yeah. like areas then you'll you'll come back at him or something like that and it's yeah yeah just like well like people people who troll me and they're like full on paragraphs paragraphs like that and they'll just go and then I'll click on their thing and they're following me and I'm like you're a fan you're a fan. <laughs> You're following me. I'm not following you. You're following me. You're mm. a fan. Yeah. And then they're like, like that. And then I'll click on the thing, and half an hour later, I'll click it back on the thing. They're still following me. I'm like, if you don't <laughs> like me, or you don't like what I do, don't follow me. Mm. Don't comment on my shit. You're a fan. You're a fanboy. Do you know what I mean? And mm. that's what I say to them, and, it's, and that's the truth. Yeah, they'll, they'll slag you off and then secretly they'll watch your highlights, you know, on YouTube or something like that. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's just funny when you, it's because you you out them, you screenshot them and you, you say, like, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had, I had this guy, when I got to Vegas, this rapper, well, he's, he's saying he was a rapper and all this. He was going, I'll do this for you. I'll get you in parties. I'll get you this. I'll get you women. I'll get you this. He was literally, like, he offering me everything. Anyway, I could see he was a creep. Do you know what I mean? I clicked on his thing. I thought, mate, he's, he's an absolute beg, this geezer. <laughs> so he was messaging me and messaging me, and I was just ignoring him. And then next thing I know, I've clicked on BKFC's um, like page, and he's there slagging me off, going, I'm shit, I'm this and that. So I just I screenshotted all the pictures uh, of the me- uh, conversation that me and this guy had, mm. and I just put it up and went, this geezer's trying to suck my cock as soon as I got in Vegas. And now he's slagging me off. I said, you're a little bitch, boy. You're a fan, mate. You're a fan. Again, yeah. you're just a fan. You're everything for me when I first come to America. And because I didn't answer you because you're a little creep, you're now slagging me off all over online. You're, you're a bitch. Yeah. But these people, have you ever, have you ever come across, because um, I had, I had Reese Chapman on the um, podcast as well. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, you know, and we're all from the same area. And he said, because I was just going to ask, like, have you ever, you know, been confronted by any haters and whatnot? And like, it's because I, I always think like, because there's people I know where we're from who who slag you off, and it's like they want to kind of be careful though because you 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 still live around here, you still live around where we where we're from, and you know you know what people get like they get a bit chippy like you're you have you know what we feel him right do you know what I mean like obviously I love where I'm from I love my hometown they're always going to be with me right but it is a small town mentality yeah. and when someone else grows that small town they're bitter and jealous and all I've said is look right from the start you haven't got to like me all you've got to do is respect me mm. I don't need your 
um, your likes um, for validation. Do you know what I mean? I already I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I'm training hard. I know where I'm going to be next year. All these people in Ely that want to fucking bitch and slag me off, mm. rather than putting all that energy into slagging me off, go do something positive and try and do something good with your life. Do you know what I mean? That's all. That's yeah. People who like have got shit to say ain't worth listening to. Exactly. Yeah. And like, did he did he set a time when like, you know, he jumped in helping you like you you know fight and he jumped. Yeah, in. yeah. Reese is cool, man. Like, obviously, me and Reese had a little bit of beef when we were when we were kids and all that, but that's kids shit. And then actually, Reese fucking, Reese really um, helped me out one night when I was about mob-handed with people wanting to punch my head in. Reese was the only person who, who joined in to try and help me, do you know what I mean? So, mad respect for, for Reese, and we've been cool ever since, mm. do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. No, you mentioned that on the podcast, and like, this. Yeah. He, he told me that story, and like, yeah. I've, 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 I've only ever heard stories of like, people jumping in, and I think like, these fucking idiots, man! Like just these, I, I can't. Oh, man. Oh, when I was a kid, it was happening every single week because mm. I was like, I was like a fifteen-year-old kid. I got attacked with a baseball bat. I got smashed a bit with a baseball bat. Got I had to get my ear stitched back on and all stuff. I got really badly beaten up with a by about six, seven lads um, and a guy with a metal baseball bat in Lynn, so um, near Haverhill. So, um, yeah, and I was 15, and that was when my GCSEs on, so I couldn't do my GCSEs because I couldn't see, my eyes were all swollen up. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's happening to me from the age of 15, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I remember, because yeah. I remember you, because you were a couple of years above me in Witchford. Yeah. And I remember there was like a big crowd around in the, the back, of, back of the field. Do you remember, do you remember around the back of the tennis court? Yeah, being Sean. Yeah, yeah. You were like, um, <laughs> uh, you, were, you, were, you were on the pad. Yeah, sure, like, Dawn was an ABA champion, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Obviously, that who's the better boxer and all that, and I remember that. I, remember, I think we knocked each other down twice. I think. Yeah. That was a sick fight. A great, and uh, everyone made um, everyone made a ring out, yeah. of, out of people, didn't they? Yeah. How the teachers did not clock on? It was like literally three quite uh, three quarters of the whole school. Yeah. Made a ring. Don't have a fight, and no teacher even done anything about it. Because that was like, because that was right in the corner behind the tennis court. Yeah. I think. If that yeah, was anywhere I'm, else, that would have been, because the you know what the fields are, it's massive and open, isn't it? So like yeah, they'll be, able to, yeah, they'll be yeah. able to see it, but it's yeah. like obstructed view. But that was I remember saying like, Tyler, like, come join Sean's fight, and I was like, fuck, everyone just runs towards it, and there, like you said, there was a big ring, but like of people. Very old, only like fourteen, fifteen, mm. knocking lumps out of each other all over the school field. It was great. I remember because we, because me, me and you once we played Sunday football together one time. And it was remember yeah. for Witchford Sunday football. Yeah. I think he just did it because yeah, yeah, yeah. you, if you knew, you knew a few of the boys, so I think you just kind of just yeah. I think you weren't in training camp. We played against like um, Kings Hedges in Cambridge, and like yeah, oh yeah, I remember that game. I, yeah. I wanted to fight everyone on the pitch. Yeah, there was this big because obviously there was this massive guy, and obviously people laugh about this. This is a fairly rough area, like for Cambridge, is fairly rough. Yeah. There's like fellas on the sides with big fucking Alsatian dogs, you know, when you go down the wing, they're fucking setting your dogs on you. But I remember this one fellow was like just, he was being a bit chippy and he was like using his elbows. And I think he said, like, if you ever use your fucking elbows, use it on me, you big cunt. And then, like, and then I remember thinking, like, I was only like, I think I was only like 16, 17 at the time. I was like, 
fucking hell, like, yeah. he's, he's not, he's, he's, like, it goes back to the quote, like, <laughs> he's always up for it, you're always up for a scrap, like, you know, defending anyone. Do you know what I don't like, mate? You know what more than anything? Like, I just don't like bullies, mate. I mm. don't like bullies. I hate bullies. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I, I, mate, I am the nicest guy in the world. Like, last thing I want is a, is a fight with someone. I fight seven days a week. Last thing I want is to street fight. Yeah. But if you want it, I'll accommodate you. Mm. But I hate bullies. I hate people who, like, chuck their weight about, like, he's a big cunt, like, he chucks in his weight about thinking, like, just being a bully. I don't like that. Mm. I'd rather just spank them. And then they'll learn the lesson and be like, actually, I should have shut my fucking mouth. Mm. Like, it's so, like, so many people like that. Like, and the thing is now with social media, there's a lot of people who are brave from behind their phones or their computers mm. who wouldn't say boot with a fucking goose out in the street. Um, but yeah, no, I just, mate, my, 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 my one man vigilante against bullies, man. Mm. I fucking hate bullies. Well, I always remember that game. I was I'm thinking, like, because I always, I just always think about that when I was, when, obviously, and like your name for him, like, oh yeah, I played five, I played Sunday league football with him, and he fucking wanted to scrap yeah. everyone. Like he was there, just like yeah. giving it to him. Everyone like, and because I remember this big fella, because he was a big, tall, ugly twat. He just had like, he's like big, goofy teeth, and because he was tall, he wasn't particularly like, you know, just wasn't nah. conventionally strong looking. He was just tall, and he could just throw himself about. And I think, yeah. he pu- I think he pushed someone down. He might have pushed me or some other young lad down, and then he just like, he just instantly in there. And I think he was a bit shocked by it, but then. They're fucking psychos down there anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game well actually. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I can't remember if yeah. we won or lost. I only remember that bit. To be fair. Yeah, I can't even remember if we won or lost, but it was just a very scrappy game, and they just had a load of gobshite. So I remember yeah. that. It's the last thing you want at ten a.m. on a Sunday fucking morning. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate, everyone's been everyone's been out on the piss the night before when we're hungover. Mm. Fucking, and then you got like. I start scrapping. <laughs> like like, me. Out, mate. People having a fucking Sunday dinner for Christ's sake, are they? the corner. But we spoke, obviously, we spoke a lot about fighting. I think, you know, you know, speaking of this interview and obviously interviews that you've done as well and the documentary, people will know, like, that you're the real deal and all that stuff. I want to talk about something else. And obviously, it's the elephant in the room, like, the porn industry. A load of people have asked me, like, what are you going to ask him about porn? I'm just, I'll just let you have the floor like you know your ex-girlfriend she was a porn star wasn't she and that's how you got into it where do you yeah because we spoke about legacy and obviously you spoke about you know bare knuckle boxing where do you see you know porn and bare knuckle kind of intertwining at the same time would you do you want to do you want to have a serious like go at that yeah like i to be fair like i said i got into it because my my ex-girlfriend and then we obviously split up and then to be fair, like, it's been COVID, do you know what I mean? So, mm. I've been making sits with, with girls and stuff like that, but actually I haven't, like, gone into the whole studio thing because mm. no studios are, are even open at the moment. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been offered a lot of stuff and, and spoke to a lot of people and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, why not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it, it's like anything. If you're getting offers and opportunities and things like that, look, I'm not... I'm not ashamed of. I'm not ashamed that I that I enjoy sex. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm ashamed of my body. I'm not ashamed that. I'm not ashamed of having sex on camera. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just. What's the problem? Do you know what I mean? This I know that a lot of people can have their views on it, 
well, like most of them people are the ones that click on a porn and watch it themselves anyway. So mm. the sex industry is like the biggest industry in the world. So, mm. you know, people pretty much say what they want, but it's always going to be there. So if it takes someone like me to make it a bit more or less controversial or less taboo, um, so be it. Yeah. So you just, it seems like you're enjoying yourself anyway. Like you got to see, it's never a bad day. <laughs> you just like buzz into things. <laughs> never a bad day. No. But yeah, no, no. it's um. But I like that's I, when I when I when someone said like, oh, do you know Tyler Goodwin's doing porn? I was like, what? I was like, oh my! I was like, this guy's a fucking professional wild man. Like he's absolutely. It's kind <laughs> of like. In a way, it was like like you were like yeah like. It's a fair, fair play. Like. To be honest, like, it was a pretty na- um, pretty natural transition, really. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, obviously, I was with, with my girl, uh, ex-girlfriend who, who was in the industry and stuff like that, and it was it was just it was pretty natural for me. I, like I say, I'm not, I'm not ashamed that I enjoy sex. I'm not ashamed that, like, it's a... To me, like, sex is it's such a taboo thing, but I don't understand why. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. when people, like, I talk to people all the time, they're like, whoa, like, and I'm like, but why? Everyone has sex. Like, mm. everyone watches porn. Everyone, everyone's got their thing that they like to do, that they like to keep secret and everything else. So, I'm very open. Like, what you see is what you get with me. Like yeah. I say, whether you like it or not, but I'm an open book. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not, not ashamed of anything I do. Um, yeah, yeah. I there's no Sorry. doubt you are not a shy man. There's the, like, just, just, you, oh. That was like because when you said it was quite a natural process, like was it just easy because was there like one day like she just said, "Do you want to like maybe start getting into it?" And you were like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." Like because I'm an entertainer. Do you know what I mean? I'm an entertainer. I've I've been fighting in front of cameras and everything else for what eleven years. Mm. Like. Getting in, getting in front of thousands of people and having a fight, I would say is more scary than mm. having sex on camera, yeah. <laughs> or, or more ne- more nerve wracking, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. Mm. No, like it's because I remember like you when you first started like getting into it and like you lost quite didn't you lose quite a lot quite a few followers? I lost, yeah, I lost a lot of fans. Um, which, you know, again, it's, that's up to them, isn't it? They're probably following me again now anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. They're probably subscribed to the OnlyFans, aren't they? <laughs> they probably have. Yeah. <laughs> have you had, like, cause, cause, Sorry? Each to their own, mate. If they if, if they want to wanna come and subscribe to my OnlyFans, like... Yeah, plug it, mate. Quick plug it, yeah. Just go for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> even, like, because just... It's been... Like from the, I don't know. I'm not sure about because no one, no one like say he works with like Eddie Hearn's never gonna sort of come out and say anything about it because it's Eddie Hearn or like. But it's been everyone's not because like people in boxing and people in like BKF, BKB or BKFC is just like it's just it's Tyler does what he does. It's just you know. I'm a character. Like I'm a character. I'm different. I'm different to other people. That's why. That's why, you know, BKFC want me in their promotion and everything else. That's, you know, I bring, like I say, I'm an entertainer, like, and in in this day and age, especially like we say, we're, you know, recapping on the whole Logan Paul thing, like, it's not, that, a lot of it's not down to skill anymore. Mm. A lot of it's just being a pure entertainer, let's face it. You know, Conor McGregor, 
marketed himself a Mayweather, mm. got himself a Mayweather fight, earned himself a hundred million. He's mm. like, you know, whether MMA fans want to go, yeah, but he made it a close fight. It wasn't a close fight. Yeah. Mayweather went there with a with a um, what do you call it, like a mask on, saying it was a it was a bank robbery. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And he's taking the piss. Um, he never boxes like that. Just wore Conor McGregor down and mm. and stopped him. Do you know what I mean? So, but you can't fault Conor McGregor for that. Mm. Like you know, I, I like Conor McGregor. I think he's sick. I think he's he's done everything brilliantly. What didn't didn't he um uh, he didn't message you? Did he? He liked one of your videos. He liked. The... Yeah, he was just like like that video of yeah. me jumping. <laughs> that must have got you. Must have gone a bit of a kick out of that. You like because you've called yeah, out sure, you've, yeah. you've called out his boy quite a few times. Up Lobov. Yeah, like Lobov said things about me as well. I'd smash Lobov to bits, and then to be fair, it's it's a it's a door, a door to um, Conor McGregor potentially. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If if they are very good friends, because even in um, that documentary, Notorious, like yeah. Lobov's in it loads. Do you know what I mean? They're they're proper good friends. So. Yeah, they're best. They're like best. But yeah, Lobov called me. Lobov called me a dork, a dork, and I was like, geez, I've not heard dork since I was about ten years old. <laughs> Like, like this, um, so I would need to beat him up just for that comment, really. Yeah, that that'd be a sick, that'd be a sick fight. To be fair, because like <laughs> he's with BK, he's with BKFC. Is Paulie Malinaji yeah. still with the promotion? Yeah, so Paulie Malinaji's been piping up quite a bit, saying that he wants to fight Lewis Palomino. Um, I was speaking to someone about this earlier. It's actually fucking pissing me off a little bit because he's like, don't get me wrong, Paulie Malinaji, great gloved boxer, fantastic. Watched him for years, tough guy. You know, been in great fights, but he then got in the ring with Artem Lobov after some pretty disgraceful shit leading up to the fight, spatting Artem Lobov's face, saying he was saying he was going to do this, and just being being a bit of a clown, and then got in the ring and completely mugged himself, and, and Lobov ended up winning. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, he's all over social media calling out Lewis Palomino, who's obviously well BKFC champion. I'm thinking. <laughs> Gets in the back of the queue. That's what you just got to say, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because there's there's people who are generally bare knuckle fighters here who deserve it more mm. than you. And that's the thing as well. I remember you saying in a previous interview, like, not every boxer can just transition into beak. And I remember there's a clip on, it was on Joe Rogan. I think it was on David Feldman's uh, Instagram. It was like Joe Rogan speaking to Max Holloway, and yeah. you know, a lot of boxers they think they can just sort of. Do you think it's fair to say a lot of boxers see big bare knuckle boxing and think like easy payday? It's easy, sort of like me going in there. Because he mentioned Max Holloway mentioned because there's no like because you've got the the smaller gloves on. Well, big well, oh. bare knuckle. You've got no. You've, you've literally got hand wraps, haven't you? Yeah. You've not got well, the padding. Not, not, not even hand wraps. Like literally just around your wrist, so mm. it's your knuckles are showing. Yeah. So it's, it's mate. It's I, like I'm, you know, like I say, I, I'm coming from a boxing background of like 20 years. So I'm, you know, I, I can I can tell you, <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. It's very different. You know, I'm I'm sparring with a guy tomorrow. Chaz Simmons has got his first BKB fight in a couple of weeks, and and you know, more than anything, I'm just giving you advice about how different it, is, it really is because you know, it's two minute rounds for kickoff, you've not got the luxury well, I say luxury, obviously you've not got the luxury of a bit more time in the round to sort of pick your shots it's just, the pace is a million miles an hour, like if you don't get in that ring, 
um, ready, you're going to get ironed out like mm. quick time. There's no, yeah, there's no feel. There's there seems to be just no feeling out process. It's like compare it to like small analogy, like boxing, like glove boxing. Sometimes it can be like rugby union, but BKFC or BK, bare knuckle boxing is like rugby league. It's flat yeah. out in your face. You're gonna get fucking. There's gonna be another guy on top of you, and like you've you've got to respond. Yeah, like, when I was in Miami, like one of the, one of the fighters, uh, Yuli Diaz, scored the fastest knockout in combat history. Like done him in like two seconds. It was literally from toe the line. He's just gone, painted the jab, right hand, and and absolutely sparked this geezer. Um, yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. It's a different. But you got yeah, you got to be kind of built different as well. The documentary, um, there's the guys like. Bare knuckle boxes. Just to be fair, like with, with like with the documentary, when I fought Sean George, Sean Sean put me over with a great shot mm. um, early on, and that was the wake up call. It sounds stupid, but that was the wake up call. Would be like, fuck, do you know what? Like I did start slow. I remember the shot. I, I I I went to his body with a jab, and it was a slow one. I didn't bring my left hand back to my head in time, and he just countered me, and that was that was my own fault. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That was a mistake where. I was perhaps a little bit cold. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you just got you got to learn from it. I usually spar before I actually get in the ring for a bare knuckle fight. Now I actually spar so that I've took a few shots and I'm sort of just, just ready to rock and roll, really. Yeah, and the preparation is like is is it pretty much the same preparation from glove boxing? Like you're sparring, you're still doing because you've got to put in the rounds. You've got to like you going because how how many rounds is it? Um, was it seven or eight rounds in the Sean George fight? And how many rounds typically? Uh, seven for Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Seven with Sean. And yeah, the other, the other ones I've had have been five. Yeah, five. So, um, mm. But the the pace is just madness. It's like, essentially, it's a street fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's be fair. Like, it's, it's so quick that um, I just remember with the Tony Lafferty fight, it was like going from three minute boxing boxing rounds I sort of went out there you know with the same sort of thought process as boxing so I went out there to feel him out throw a couple of jabs and all that and he just he threw the kitchen sink at me do you know what I mean I, I remember my training bit trainer at the time in, in the corner just being like you need to wake the fuck up because yeah. like like the shots that that Lafferty were throwing if he'd hit me he would have rocked me he would have put me in Rose Ed mate honestly he was putting some power behind because that was, um, I remember that was just some of the thing, some of the shots he was throwing. You're like, fuck, like you're just honestly, was bombs. He was just bombing from the word go. So, mm. yeah. and do you keep in touch uh, with like? Because the main thing with boxing, like you, you won't obviously in the build up for most fights. Um, uh, there's a bit of kind of back and forth, and there's like a bit of spite in it. But you know, with you know, bare knuckle, it seems, especially in your career and your fights in bare knuckle. There's not been that much bad blood at all. Um, no, nah, I mean I was a bit of beef with Navarro because Navarro obviously called me out, so I accepted. Yeah. I went up to his weight and 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 fought him. Um, mate, it comes down to jealousy. At the end of the day, there was there was a bit of bullshit between me and Jimmy Sweeney when we were supposed to fight. Mm. Um, you know, again, I moved. I was gonna well, the fight got called off a week before COVID, unfortunately. But yeah. um, again, I moved to his weight. To fight him, I ain't scared of no one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't no. scared like of fighting anyone. And um, 
yeah, the reason why people don't like me is because they're fucking jealous. So, <laughs> so you know, um, they're jealous of the coverage that I'm getting. You know what I mean? They're, you know, their their videos on on social media are getting a few hundred views. Mine are getting a getting million of views. You know, and that that's that's why they hate me. So there's levels in it. it there's levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's more power to you, mate. Like you've you've earned your, you've you've put yourself in this position. You've earned it. So it's you know, I'm I'm that guy that is, if I see someone else doing well and I'm fighting doing well in that and get, like I'm I'm the first person to be like well done you da, 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 da. do you know what I mean I'm 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 too busy doing what I'm doing to worry about other people do you know what I mean obviously there's fighters like Jim Aylers and Lewis Palomino who are in my sights who I talk shit about and I want to fight because I know that's that fight's gonna happen they need to fight me they need to fight me do you know what I mean so um but yeah I've. I don't. I don't take a lot of notice of what people, other people have got to say. To yeah. Be fair. Any news on the next fight? Or any sort of names that you can sort of throw out there, or is it a bit hush hush at the moment? I, I spoke to uh, Feldman, and he just he said it's looking like May twenty first, um, and it's looking like perhaps being in Miami. So that's cool. Um, and and you, then, you enjoyed yourself yeah, in Miami, like, didn't you, last time? Miami's where all the beautiful people are from. So Miami's good. a good. I've I've been to Miami. Miami's a good town, man. It's it's, it's a good time. It's, yeah, great. Yeah, I yeah. liked it a lot. Um, I like Vegas. Like I wanna, I want my training, my training camp to be Vegas still. I like Vegas. It's great. Like the gyms and that are just different class. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, and the connections as well. Like I was, you know, I was sparring world champions and and upcoming pros. There's world world. Um, world-renowned uh, trainers in their corner. You've got famous ex-fighters in the gym. It's just different, man. Vegas is, Vegas is the connects. Mm. What, what did you think to America? Was it, was it your first time out in the States? or? I, I went out there for like three days, um, about, God, going on like nearly 10 years ago. I went to watch Darren Barker fight for the world title against uh, uh, Sergio Martinez. Oh, you were there for that fight? There, yeah. Oh, so sick. In Atlanta. Yeah, so... I went out. Obviously, I trained with Darren. I was, mm. I'm, I'm good friends with Darren, so that was a great experience. Um, but yeah, like to go out there, and I was there for like what nearly four months. Mm. Yeah, I got to explore it a bit better, which was cool. Yeah, man, I I, I love this. I love America. I spent like two summers there working at a summer camp, and it's yeah, we've travelled all over. It's it's sick. I love it. And um, yeah, that's that's sick yeah. about the Darren Barker because da- the Darren Barker the Gill fight is that's one of my favourite. But he's one of my favourite fighters, yeah. really, Darren Barker. Just like, his personality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Darren, Darren's one of the nicest people ever as well. He's a mm. lovely, lovely guy. I've got some funny stories about him. <laughs> well, you had, you had yeah. a great... He done me with um, my, my gum shield. Uh, oh, it was a sick gym. I'd like, I had Darren Barker, John Ryder, Andy Joshua, Kevin Mitchell, Ricky Burns, Martin Ward. God, who else was there? Lee Purdy. Um, Wadi Camacho, Lee Purdy, yeah, Lee, uh, Daniel Cadman. Um, oh, yeah, we had a sick gym. We had a very, very good gym. It was just, everyone was cool. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone was really cool. Mm. So nice. Just, there's no ego. It's just, you know, everyone, uh, there was no egos there at all. Um, everyone got on with everyone. Mm. Yeah, I was lucky. I was very lucky. Mm. But it was a great gym. I learned a lot from there. Yeah, now, what did you say about the gum shield? Darren Barker sticked you up with the gum shield. Yeah, it's fit gum shield, and me and Lee Purdy were sparring. So, um, 
we put all our gloves on, obviously tied and, and taped all our gloves and that. We put our head guards on and then um, Darren's put our gum shield in. But what he's done is he's laced it with um, like the extract from a chilli. So you couldn't even taste it, it was just heat. It was like chilli right? And he's laced it. So he's put it in and obviously we can't take it out because the only way we can take it out is by like bum the butt, yeah, kicking yeah. it out like that. So rolling around the canvas, rolling around the ring like... <sighs> So hot, um, yeah. So and then another time he um, he put a uh, tiger balm in my um, clean pants, and I used to drive. I used to have to drive back to Cambridge when I first went. Mm. So I'm sat in the car like that, and I'm like, all of a sudden my bollocks have started burning, and then obviously I'm that's the worst. I've had that done too. Tiger. Had um, <laughs> the funny thing is if if he if he must have stitched someone up if he if someone in the gym was wearing glasses. So I lined someone's glasses with deep heat once. Yeah, and then there are some. His eyes are burning, but like those 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 stories about Darren Byers. Don't if, if you've sort of seen him about on TV enough. He's he's because he's kind of what you see is what you get. He's he's an analyst now, and he's a really good analyst. But he's just yeah. kind of he's not. He's there's good. no there's no facade. You know, what? I learned a lot from Darren. I remember fighting Tyra Nurse, um, and I'd had like ten fights, and Tyra had had thirty one twenty nine at the time. So obviously it was a it was a massive step up that early in my career, and um, he walked me out, and I just remember standing to walk out in the MEN arena, and he just went, "Do you know what, Tyler?" He goes, "You can wake up tomorrow and know that you give it give it your best shot. That's all you can do." And I just went, "Do you know what? You're right. Do you know what I mean?" I went out there, and I I, I obviously lost on points, but it was close. It was a fantastic fight everything else nearly finished him in the last few rounds and, and I just remember getting out of that ring and I had a smile on my face and I just went you know what like that would like to be fair Tyrone Nerf would have beat me nine times out of ten he just he had that style to beat me where he just hit and, and went away he used to ring very well um, but it was a fantastic fight and yeah just you know just little things like that just experience, experiencing people mm. um, yeah I, I was very lucky it was a very experienced gym like you know, just training with Andy Joshua every day and, and stuff like that. It was cool. It, it, it was what was he cool. like to train with and be around? Because that was before. Well, he's always been you a super, he's always been a superstar. But like that was because he's what what's he like to be around and train around and. It was well funny, right? So I've obviously when when he turned professional, I think oh, how many fights have I had with him by then? I don't. I've probably had like close to ten professional fights by then. Uh, and he turned pro at our gym and he walked in. And um, he's like, it'd just been sponsored by Jaguar. So outside is this brand new Jaguar sports car. He's not even had a professional fight yet. He, <laughs> yeah. he won the Olympics. But um, I've got a smart car. And I'm like, fight number 10. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's cracked it. He's not even had a pro fight yet. And he's been sponsored by Jaguar. He's got a Jaguar sports car outside. Um, but... You know what, like, everyone used to go, ah, oh, is Anthony Joshua really that nice or is he just for the cameras? i tell you what, he's the loveliest fellow you'll, you'll meet. Do you know what I mean? Such a good guy. I remember taking a few of my mates up to the gyms and, and stuff like that, and he had so much time for people, like, really made them feel at home and, and stuff like that. And, you know, just a, just a mark of a, of a good person, you know? Yeah, like, just that's what sort of, he's, he's just really, but we're just these young people in general, just a very, very good role model. And, like, and people... Oh get a bit sort of oh why is he being a bit because he's, he's obviously got a bit of spite in him i remember what dave coldwell said 
about boxers, like when he was talking about David Price, like yeah. he said every boxer has a bit of spite in him, but he was saying that David Price is just a genuinely nice guy. But and that remember yeah. that kind of rung true when you see um, Anthony Joshua against like Dominic Brazil, like in his face, like bring your fucking American friends now and just like you know all that stuff. Uh, you know, to be a fighter, like 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 I'll sit here and tell you I'm a nice I'm a nice guy and everything else. And I, you know, I have respect for and everything else, but to be a fighter you've got to be a spiteful motherfucker. If you ain't got that spite in you where you wanna hurt someone, you're in the wrong game. Like you've got to wanna hurt someone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's well like it's just, it's just been out of turn it on and off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you was was that kind of because a lot of people say like our fighters born with that, but we would you say you were born with that? Or would it just kind of come with like? I don't know really. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I I was always quite a quiet quiet kid, and then yeah, as soon as I sort of ten, put twelve, the, thirteen, put the gloves on. Just yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, not even so much that. I mean, I started when I started boxing when I was like ten. It was just mate. It's a life. It's a life that. Um, I do think like kids now and everything else, like just the life it is now, mate. Kids want to fight each other. Kids want to fight. Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants to be the boss. Everyone wants to be the bad man. Mm. Um, and the fact that I was a fighter at the time, you know, I, I had a bit of a name, so people wanted to fight me. So mm. I was a product of my environment, really. Yeah. Like in in terms of, so many people wanted to fight me. Mm. It just becomes nature, really. Yeah. For your, own, I mean. for your own success, you always had a bit of a target on your back because of like from where we, because uh-huh. it is quite like where we from like because we spoke about this with Reese because he's doing a film on on called Defend, and it's like it's quite yeah. an isolating place for a young person and you know like what you said earlier, uh-huh. people from where we're where we're from they get quite obviously, you know if you have outgrown where we're from, they get a bit yeah. jealous and it was clear to see from a young age you were always gonna go on to bigger and better things oh. and then just um, through fault, no fault of your own you've got a target on your back for, for you know and you're sort of it's open season but it's, you know but you know it's, it's it doesn't yeah right I'm, I'm, like I, I'm so the guy who's um, who done my documentary the director he's actually going <laughs> to he's actually going to write my book oh sweet um, and that'll be because um, I trust him and he already knows me quite well anyway. But people are going to be shocked about some of my stories. Like, I, yeah, but I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot in my life. And, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm confident in myself that, I, you know, I can go out in America, look after myself, um, you know, fight these guys and that. Because, I, you know, I've been through, I have been through a lot and, and I'm still here. So, mm. But no, just, Obviously, just want to say, like, you know, we'll we'll wrap it up there. But you know, thanks, you know, thanks again for your time, and mate. Like, like I said, I've always I've always followed your career, like, because you know, being like we went to the same school together. I know you were a couple of years older than me, but you know, I've always followed your career, like with pro, you know, glove boxing and all that stuff. So I've always had a bit of a stake in you know what you've done. And mate, hats off to yeah. you. You're smashing it, and all power to you. I'm happy, made up for you that you're in America. You're back in BKFC, and. I hope you smash the fuck out of Lewis Pax Palomino. <laughs> that's just like, yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> nice one, man. Well, I appreciate it, mate. Nice one for having me on. No, thanks. No, thanks for your time, mate. No, it's been a, been an absolute pleasure. And um, uh, yeah, I hope I, I reckon the pe- everyone 
whoever listens to this is going to really enjoy it. So, yeah, thanks again, mate. Can't thank yeah. you enough. And um, uh, all the best um, uh, from the Fen Army. No worries, mate. Cheers, That's mate. Good to see. Cheers. Massive thank you and big shout out to Tyler for coming on the podcast. I know you're a very busy man with, you know, you're training for your next fight. And I know he had to drive from Cambridge to Chelmsford that evening. Not he'd, he'd literally driven from Cambridge to Chelmsford and then did the podcast with myself. So we spoke for a good hour or so. And yeah, appreciate your time, mate. Um, it's, it's definitely it's definitely valued. And I can think you can all agree after that interview, he's a very, very interesting guy with a great story to tell, a really great backstory. And just, to, just yeah, very, very interesting. If you're a fight fan, you should enjoy that. And if you're just a fan of interesting people, you should really enjoy that as well. Really looking forward to seeing how the rest of his career unfolds. And um, I've always sort of pulled for him just because he's from where I'm from. And, you know, he's he's always kind of he's made a bit of a name for himself. And, yeah, good on him. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best and all the success in the world with BKFC. I'll, I'll definitely be watching um, his fights um, coming up in the future. And all the best, him going over to America again. But, yeah, no, this um, yeah it was a great interview and really, really enjoyed myself with that one. And I hope you hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. But yeah, another thank you to Tyler and you know giving up his time so freely. But this podcast is brought to you by Faster Pasta, Cambridge's premier fresh pasta delivery service. Check them out on their website, on their Instagram as well. You can check them out. On, you can find their uh, Instagram at at Faster Pasta Co. And also the same with the website www.fasterpasta.co dot com to check out recipes check out blogs they've also got merch um that you can still buy so check that out once it's gone it is gone um and they've got some uh, exciting new video content that they're gonna put out there soon so make sure you check those guys out and if you're in the cambridge area please take advantage this guy well it's delicious it's absolutely gorgeous so uh please take advantage of that and check faster pastor out also, a happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, including my mum, most importantly. Happy Mother's Day, Lorraine. I love you to, I love you to fucking pieces. Um, yeah, shout out all the mums. Shout out everyone who's listened to the podcast also and who's showed support. It has not gone unnoticed. Really, really um, appreciate all the support and all the, me- all the messages and everything like that. We'll continue to churn out um, content as, as much as I can. But yeah, thanks again for everyone listening. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast as much as I did. A little bonus week, a little bonus episode for you on a Saturday. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, and yeah, check out the sponsors. Check out the podcast. Continue to support it. Um, it's very much appreciated. Happy Mother's Day once again. And hope you guys have a great week. Keep smiling and we'll see you soon.